<clears throat> and I am recording. You got a nice throaty cough at the start of that. That one's for free. <laughs> I'm recording too, and uh, yeah, good to know. Got any more mouth noises we should make? Oh, I'm. Uh, it, it'll happen. I'm sure it's going to happen. Why am I? Why am I participating in this? I'm the one who's editing this. Why yeah, I... you're just stabbing future you, like just in the guts, just like, hey, future <laughs> but... Harry, stab. That's almost exactly what I said when I was getting my uh, student loans. Welcome to Brokazatsu, Two Brothers Exploration of Tokazatsu Shows and Related Media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I have to apologize because this this is an important episode. You know, where Kamen Rider Zero One has finally come back. There's we're covering like two and a half episodes of it, in addition to our RPM coverage. We're we're entering the final stretch for a bunch of shows and we're nearing the hundred episode count where like we're still not hundred percent sure, but like it's gonna be something important. So there's a lot writing on this episode, but I gotta be honest. Right as we were about to start recording, Dad just took some enchiladas out of the oven, and <laughs> at some point soon, like maybe after we wrap up our PM, I'm gonna pop out and like grab some. So, just a whole face full of Mexican food. That is the level of professionalism we've done. A hundred plus episodes on this area, like you know, like slightly less than a hundred in the main feed, but many, many side feed ones to put us well over that mark, that artificial mark. And this is what you do, Harry. Just Face full of Mexican at the fifty percent point for this episode. But Sam, don't don't even fret. You know that if you were in the same house with Dad's excellent, you know, chicken enchiladas, you would be you would be slamming your face into those. Enchiladas sound really fucking good right now, Harry. Yes, I absolutely would. But the thing is, I'm not. We are properly social distancing, and so I get to make fun of you for just all that cheesy goodness down your throat. Just. Oh, just fuck you, audio quality. Just all the cheese, all the dairy. <laughs> Cheesy goodness down my throat. Any more disgusting ways you want to scrap it to try to ruin my experience? Because I gotta <laughs> tell you, it's not gonna work. I'm shameless. <laughs> That's enchiladas. No shame, Harry. There is no shame to be associated with enchiladas. Uh, there is some sh- There is some shame for how much we've been, like, skipping <laughs> Kamen Rider Zero One the past week. But hey, we're back. We're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I've been busy with stuff, and I'm still busy with it, but, like, uh, you know, we're we're back to it. And I also, I felt, in case it was kind of a nothing episode, we should let it get a bit of a run-up. And I guess that's good, because the first, the first full episode we're covering did end on a cliffhanger. But we're not there mm. yet. First, we need to cover uh, two episodes of Power Rangers and RPM. Oh, we're doing RPM first. Yes, as... What? Wait, I thought we don't we normally. Oh my God, has it? It's been so long. I thought we normally did uh, zero one first, and then we did RPM at the end. I could have swore we did zero one first and then RPM at the end. You know what? I think that you're right, but RPM is so nothing, and zero one has stuff to talk about that we're definitely doing it this way this time. I mean, there's there's a little bit to talk about in, like, episode 22. Episode 23, it turns out, was a behind-the-scenes episode special, and 
All we're going to say about it is that it's delightful and you should watch it, but that's all it is. It's just them, like, showing how they do their stunts and stuff, and it's great. Watch it. We are not going to recap that. I gotta be honest, Sam. I have more to say about the behind-the-scenes special because... Alright, so I I was looking at the Netflix recaps for episode. The recap for episode 22 is... Well, it's Dome Dolls, for some reason. Uh, And the the synopsis of the episode is... uh, Vengex's attack puts all of the men in the Corinth Dome to sleep, meaning that the female heroes have to fight off Vengex themselves. Which they've done many times before. This is the most nothing... Like, there's more fights than usual. Mm-hmm. And, and and also, this show is not super strong on female representation. Like, they... Well, you say that, but, like, Ranger Yellow, Ranger Silver, and Dr. Light. I mean, this show does have, like, three super strong, like, female leads, like, on the side of good. There's only, like, four... For male leads on the side they, of the They had to bring in someone else. They had to also bring in someone on, like, the military side. And so they brought in Vasquez, the character that we all know and love. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, good old Vasquez, right before she's eaten by an alien. Uh, yeah. But... I, I checked. This actually isn't her only episode. I guess they felt guilty and brought her back later. Oh, they, she has episodes of the future? Like... Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. I mean, she did a, she did a fine job, like... Doing, I don't really know what she did. She, like, broke the weather machine at some point. Like, should we actually recap this one, Harry? We we can, we can loosey-goosey it. Uh, so, I mean... I, I will say, like, this... The show has never struck me, like... Yes, it has a smaller... It has a smaller female hero count than a male hero count. That said, like, it never really made a point for, like, you know... It, it treated the male and female heroes absolutely equally and you know one of the primary antagonists tonight is of course you know uh well i would say female presenting robot but we actually know that she is actually ranger black's secret sister so she is she is actually a human woman um so there's a lot of super strong women in the cast it's never made a point that they're women it's never anything like that but then this episode comes along and it's like oh no women can't defend the city motherfucker they have been well, I mean, nobody really brings that up because the the main characters they just get around. Like, I mean, all the all the men get put to sleep, but then it's just the female characters doing the action themselves. But like, they're competent and stuff, so they just manage it. Like, there's, it's not like they you know, split if, the team all the time. Like, this exact team of heroes has saved the day in previous episodes. Yeah, and uh. uh so, I mean, let's just pop in a couple things. First of all, Sam, do you want to describe the monster that does this? Because he's, he's weird looking. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the monster this week is like a chemical bot. It's pretty much, it's a bendy straw bot. Like, it's a villain made out of plastic straws, which, hey, very timely. Ha ha ha. But yeah, he's made out of bendy plastic straws. He's like drinking soda all the time. He like uses soda to like go into the vents of the city, which causes the gas, yada yada, knocks everyone out. Um, but 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 his gas is for some reason chromosomally specific. Like he has a he has two bottles, one of which puts everybody with XY chromosomes to sleep, and one of which puts everybody with XX chromosomes to sleep. And I I mean, there's as gender opposed to theory- just like a, a bottle of you know poison. <laughs> like if if he just like had a bottle of sarin gas or something, like hey, they win. Why wouldn't you just mix the two bottles together and then just have two bottles that put everybody to sleep? 
it's a little it's a little too easy for them to do this also, right? Like, I mean, they they don't try the same plan twice, but usually it's something like, oh, we'll sneak in here, we'll use this um we'll use this uh weapon to uh disable part of the shield. It's some kind of complex trick. This is just gas that can put everybody to sleep. And Harry, what I think this is, what I genuinely think this is, I think this was a script from a previous series, and something happened, like, they realized, holy shit, we didn't count the scripts, we're one short, just go back into the archives, grab one from, like, 1994, and we'll just put some new names on, and go from there, and that is literally what this feels like. Yeah, because Yellow and Silver, in particular, are just very competent team members, so they just... And Dr. Dr. Light always calls the shots for the battles, like, that... If you just showed the battle sequences in this episode, you wouldn't know that anything was off from any of the other episodes. The only thing I'm annoyed by is Vasquez, because, like, this was a chance to bring... There's been a couple female characters brought back. Like, they could have brought back Summer's mom, you know, who's trying to get a job in the city. And they they could have had some fun with, like, her, you know, the, the weird socialite who's trying to... Who's, like, now poor and trying to find a job, just, like... The sole surviving socialites, yes. Yeah, c- pressing buttons in the command center, not really understanding what's doing it. They they could make some some comedy out of that. That could have been funny. No, they wanted to they wanted to do a female empowerment episode, which means a lot of male characters suddenly get really misogynistic about it. Well, just just Ziggy, just Ziggy, like Ziggy. Well, Ziggy and the robots, like holy. Crap, the robots got misogynistic this episode. Oh yeah, like, okay, that's the other plot thing that we gotta touch on. So, General Killbite shows up. Um, like, Vengex's, his main, his new upgraded body got destroyed recently, and that was because, at this point in the Sentai series, you know, they killed off one of the enemy generals, so this is just the next one that showed up. I, I haven't looked up his name, but he's apparently a robot that Vengex made a while ago and got lost in the wastes. And for some reason, he's programmed with sexism. Like, he shows up and says, Tanaya, you suck. Yeah, why Why are robots sexist? Why are robots gendered? You know, if I want to do some work for the show, in theory, Vegix was created by, uh, like, the internet. Like, it's the phys- it's the manifestation. Like, all right, if the Oh, arc- Jesus, so this kilobyte is Reddit, is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's Common Writer Zero One. The arc is the collection of all, all of humanity's torture, war crimes, and everything. Vegix is just Reddit and YouTube comments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the episode. It plays out exactly how you think it will. Z- Ziggy, Ziggy at the end briefly says like, "Hey, all the men are asleep. <laughs> maybe we can, maybe we should just try to hit on the woman." And they they give him a look at like Ziggy, come on, like. <sighs> now I I'll say this, Harry. Like, uh, it wasn't. The entire team wasn't there at the end when, uh, he, when Ziggy made that incredibly off-color, off-character joke. Like, it was Rangers Gold and Silver. And I kind of have a... So, going a bit earlier into the episode, when we see all the Rangers hanging out, uh, we see all the canon, you know, once repairs. Uh, we see Rangers uh, Silver, Ranger Blue hanging out, flirting a little bit. Uh, we see Black and Yellow flirting. We even see Ziggy and Dr. Light flirting. And the only people that that leaves is Rangers Red and Ranger Gold, uh, who are the unpaired people. <laughs> and they were going on a jog together, you know, definitely checking out each other's forms. 
And at yeah, the I mean, end, when like and like, I, all right, I didn't want to get into this because I thought maybe I was reading too much. But Scott is also he's the one who has never been able to truly get approval from his father. Uh, he he specifically has weird bondage handcuffs in one episode that like are go uncommented on. Uh, <laughs> he he just lives alone in his room. He's he's talked about like showering with other dudes before. I I don't think it'd be crazy to say like that's the ship they're going for. I think it is. Like, I don't think they were allowed to go for it explicitly, but reading between the lines, I think Ranger Gold and Ranger Red are kind of getting coupled at this point. Yeah, I... The only complication to that is, like, I forget how stuff goes. Um, I don't think there's many more characters to introduce. Like I that. mean, there's Tanaya. Tanaya has to come to good side at some point, and they'll yeah, probably I, try and awkwardly pair her up with, like, Red or Gold, you know, I don't, to be the Yeah, beard. I don't know... I don't know her endgame, like, maybe she'll show up and break, she'll, she'll sink that ship, but for now, you know, some we got some gold-red uh, shipping, like, and they're both birds, I think, like, red's is like a, like an eagle car, and gold is, is he the flying chicken? Birds of a feather, that's the ship name. Okay, yeah, birds of a feather. Uh, is, is that kind of all we got to say about this episode? Uh, at the very end, Kilobyte says to Vengex, Hey, uh, does Tanaya know about the secret thing? And Vengex is like, no, and don't tell her, man. I'm, I'm trying not to let her know that she's actually human and Dylan's sister. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, Tanaya pledges vengeance against Kilobyte, so, you know. Uh, I was thinking that the next episode was going to be about her, like, figuring out what was going on with her, or Ranger Black figuring it out. But hey, the next episode was the behind-the-scenes episode special, which... Again, delightful. I love those things. Like, Harry, have you watched the uh, the Mandalorian behind-the-scenes stuff on Disney Plus? Uh, no, I have not. I-, I need to get around to it. You absolutely do. That shit is gold. Like, especially uh, there's an episode where they talk about the uh, the special effects screens. Like, it, if nothing else, just, like, skip straight to that episode. You will be blown away. Yeah. I mean, th- there's some good bits there. In-, in theory, they're doing it slightly in character of, like, Ziggy kind of freeze framing and turning to the screen like it's saved by the bell and saying like hey let's show you how this fight actually goes and they they do stuff they show them practicing fights they say that they they practice fights for weeks which is kind of surprising to hear because it was super dire at the start of power rangers when it was the craziest uh production ever and as far as i as far as i uh know they just showed up to places and then they were told to improvise fights so this is how far it's come they have a budget now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's they, they one have of explosions the things that... and, and stud cars. <laughs> that is what I was seeing. Like, one of the things to note behind the scenes, like, oh, oh man, this series had a budget. Then mostly it's just uh, the only real thing I'd like to mention there is they have a blooper reel, which mm-hmm. always great. Uh, lots of people like failing to use their complicated little gadgets where they need, you know, when the transforming, they need to yell and also flip something up and put it in another thing. And, you know, lots of times they tried to put it in, but messed up. Uh, doors kept closing on Colonel Truman and Scott when they were trying to leave rooms. Oh man, it was just Colonel Truman and Scott. Are those those doors that like? Are those those doors that don't see black people? Oh, like it, like in that one, uh, like in the TV show. What was that show? Better off Ted. Yeah, better off Ted. Well, like, not uh, just a better off Ted. In real life, like a lot of cameras have a really hard time picking up black people. 
Oh god. And and the, the thing I thought funniest was uh so Dr. K has lots of long techno babble speeches and there were scenes of her messing that up. But when she broke at the end, she would like say, Oh, almost. But she I just realized she has a very thick uh New Zealand accent because she's local to there, you know? She she was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, she's great. She's great. They're all great. Yeah, like I, I didn't I didn't pick it out. Like I thought her she she has a very good passing American accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they just they just watch the fight at the end. I mean, you said last episode was we need to fill the episodes. This was also kind of that, but you know, it, it was fun to watch. Whatever. And uh, yeah. wait, Harry, guess- this is this is the middle of the series. Were these the scripts? But when they like fired the original showrunner and they were bringing in the new one, and so they just had to fill for time for a couple eps. It, it could be, and also. Uh, Again, they thought that they were going to get cancelled, so maybe they were like, fuck it, we'll do a behind-the-scenes this one time, you know, because people want to see that, and we're, we're just having fun with this one. Huh. But anyway, that's Power Rangers RPM. It's time to transition to be leaving the room and getting some enchiladas. God damn it. Enchiladas and they were great. Yeah, as enchiladas are. And you know what else is great, Harry? Having Common Rider Zero One back. Yay! Yeah. It's good to see it, you know, proceeding towards its conclusion. Um Rapidly, I, much more rapidly than intended. Yeah, well, I, so I looked it up. The series will end on episode 45. Okay. And so we are covering episodes. 35.5, 36, and 37 today. So that means we yeah. have eight remaining? Yes, eight eight left for them to do everything in the show. Yeah, yeah, to cover all that ground that they were presumably going to cover, that they already realized, holy shit, we're spending way too much time on this, like, uh, Zaya, uh, Human Gear-like contest, and way too much time on Guy. Like, I think... I'm calling my shot right now. I think at the end of this, we're going to say that the series was pretty good, but it would have been improved if Guy's role was reduced by, let's say, 90%. It's just the formal structure of the co- contest. That's my problem. I, you know what? I I think we could do the wrap-up. It's not that far away, so let's just save our conclusions for after we see the rest of it. Because th- there's some stuff to cover in these episodes. Oh, there, there's a ton to cover. Uh, for starters, 35.5, the first thing to cover is Evil Izu. Yeah, uh, Azu. Uh, who is Izu, but with long hair. I kind of, they should have given her, like, a black jacket or something. Like, the, the only visual signifier that she's Evil Izu is that she has red uh, glowing stuff on her earmuffs and then slightly longer hair. But, you know, just give her... Give her, like, a nice, sexy black leather jacket or something, you know? Go full evil. <laughs> they could have borrowed one of Shestas. I know! Uh, well, uh, instead, it's just the same actress as, you know, Izu. And uh, so, th- I guess the context they did for some clip shows, because they 
they filled the time slot with clip shows, as you might. It was just kind of characters, you know, thinking about the events of the show and, like, recapping it and stuff. I, I don't think really much happened to them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and part of the context of the, one of them was Aruto going to some kind of cyberspace area and talking with Izu to recap stuff, but maybe that was secretly uh, Azu. Probably not. Anyway, so... Uh, the Metsubo Jinrai, they're all together in their, you know, uh, in their secret base, which is just not at all not at all a secret. Everybody knows where it is. They can walk over there and say, hi, Metsubo Jinrai. Yeah, the, all the heroes have, like, hung out with the villains in their secret base at various points in this series. Uh, also, the thing to remember about the, you know, these quote-unquote uh, supervillains, they've all reached singularity and kind of all to greater or lesser extent have kind of started to make peace with humans and develop their own wants and needs outside of the destruction of man. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, Jin, full stop, he just wants to defend human gears, and he's seen enough of Aruto to kind of trust them and believe that, uh, you know, I, I could do something here. This could be a win-win. Uh, Naki, her stated goal is just human gears. She wants to she wants to protect them, nurture them, stuff like that, uh, further them, their, their, uh, their goals. Uh, Ikazuchi, like the the Thunder guy, he has less developed ones. I think he just, I'm not sure if he has super strong goals. He just kind of more just wants to hang out and beat up people. But he was, uh, so uh, Azu, she, her stated goal, because she's here for the arc and to get their data that let them evolve. Mm-hmm. And the one she pulls out for Ikazuchi is that, oh, I mean, you had a really strong relationship with your brother, like the other space guy who was maintaining the satellite, re- restocking it with the motorcycles that Aruto at some <laughs> point in the show used, but not anymore. Now that we haven't seen for like 20 episodes. Also, I mean, uh, just not to put too fine a point on it, Ikazuchi at this point by far has had the least screen time of any of these guys. I think he's only been in like two other episodes uh, before this one. Yeah, I mean... In the previous episode, didn't he show up in the one he was killed in? Or yeah, he maybe there was... he showed up in the one where they like had the motorcycle getting shot down from the satellite, which I absolutely love. It is still my favorite moment from the series. Uh, and then uh, they he died in that one, and then he showed up in the one where he was rebuilt. You know, just the very previous episode. So it's <laughs> like he's had almost no screen time, no development. Yeah, and like Naki, she wasn't there for most of the show, but she had her own arc. And you know, Jin and Hirobi—they've been here since the start. Uh, Hirobi, his whole deal is that he's a dad. You know, he's got as as I haven't been able to pull out of my brain for the time you use this term, Sam. He has daddy programming. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and he kind of has started to, you know, care about. Jaded the people he's working with outside of the context of just slaving for the Ark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jin, he, he says specifically his singularity thing was uh, Hirobi and his relationship with him because he kind of evolved finally when Hirobi died the first time. It's just, you know, Azu going through and recapping the motivations of the villains, question mark? I mean... They're really not the- at this point. Like, the only... The only villain is Guy slash Jack. Like, these guys, they're... Well, and also the Ark. The Ark is a bit of a dick. Uh, but these guys, they're they are coming into their own. They're breaking free. 
they're gaining sentience and, you know, gaining the ability to make choices. And the choices that they're making are trending towards peaceful. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of just goes to them, gets the recaps, and puts their data into a little transformation thingy. Mm-hmm. And also, like, just sucks that sentience right out of them as she does so. And it's It's very nebulous what she's doing. Yeah, as she is, you know, hitting them with the machines to take the data uh, from their sentience, uh, all of them, their eyes flash red, and they say, Thy will of the Ark be done. So she's either taking the sentience out of them, which would be a shame because, you know, all that character development just sucked right away, or she's just, like, you know, whamming them, brain controlling them. <laughs> We're done talking about Gaim, Sam. Sorry, continue your thought. No, that, that's pretty much it. That's the entirety of the episode. This is the recap episode. So we see the arc uh, through Azu, evil Izu, uh, just go around and one by one uh, flashback to their previous times and just uh, brainwash them. Although uh, the last one she does, Jin, she doesn't brainwash. Like, she pulls the data out, uh, but Jin either resists the brainwashing or she doesn't try or whatever. And uh, Jin fully retains uh, his sentience and his purpose. And after uh, evil Izu Azu uh, leaves the room, he calls someone mysteriously on the phone, which, well, to me it was mysterious. Maybe I just didn't pick up that he was talking with Yua. Uh, Because Azu, she goes inside the Ark, which is just a, a, like, blood-covered room filled with screaming, like, murder letters and, like, laughing children it, it's not a it's not a great place to be really not yeah and she hands it over to uh arc zero the suit design that we've known about for a really long time <laughs> that's been in all the previews all the magazines and we're just finally seeing it in person on the show like hey we're we're like 10 episodes from the grand finale it's time to finally introduce the final boss yeah uh so let's so that's 25.5. Let's go into 36. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first real episodes are back. Oh, uh, also one thing to quickly note about uh, the, the previous recap episode. For entirely understandable reasons, there was a whole lot of shot reverse shot camera work uh, in in the episode. Where it was very clear that there was a cameraman, there was an actor on the set... And then no one else was around. And then they just did that again and again with each actor filming all their coverage just one at a time and then combining them together. Yep. Like uh, looking through the screenshots I took for this episode, Aruto and Izu are kind of near each other. But it then kind of there's very visible distance between them and other people. And they're actually doing decent camera work. Like they're walking on a road and behind a railing and kind of an elevated area. There's other people. Uh, but people are keeping away from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, as episode 36 begins, uh, we are back at the Metsubo base, and all of the uh, mind-controlled people, they mine, they meld their minds, and they summon a big glowing red dot of CGI animation that kind of pulsates a little bit in the center of the room. Uh, then, when we come back, so, Fua, Arto, and Izu, as they were walking, they saw him kind of looking bashful and hanging around outside a fortune teller. Mm-hmm. A fortune-telling human gear, which is great. Uh, also, uh, well, not a- not really. This this I'm I'm super fucking glad this actress didn't show up for much longer because she has a very annoying whole acting situation. Like she she does facial tics and weird like 
weird noises and stuff. Like she's. Well, yeah we do see this uh we do see this actor later and man this actor just kind of took it all the way up to 11 with the fortune telling probably i don't know is this racial appropriation for like robotic peoples like i don't really know what's going on with this or if there's other culturally specific things going on like the the profession of fortune telling is morally bankrupt on a lot of levels yeah it's it's con artistry it's it's cold reading for you know to get into people's bank accounts. <sighs> yeah. Like, and, uh, like, Fua, he tries to talk to this uh, woman that Aruto just boots up to talk to you. Like, hey, buddy, we, we got fortune telling bot. Just whatever, talk to her. But it becomes clear kind of early that Fua really just needs a sounding board for the surprisingly deep issues he's dealing with. Like, his mind was re- erased and his family was taken from him. Well, not taken, it's just he forgot they existed. Like, he thought he had, like, a murderous quest for revenge where everyone he loved was killed. But then he was like, oh, no, they're fine, they're just over there, and I haven't called them in a while. (laughs) And, like, do I talk to them and say, hey, my mind has been erased, I don't remember any of you, and now I'm in a secret war against robots? Or do I just keep being like, hey, I'm off on assignment, you know? Like, that's a really good question. And, uh, they... We get to it in a little bit, but uh, I think we're we're going slightly out of order this episode. Uh, Aruto later, when he realizes that the fortune teller bot doesn't really, isn't giving him what he needs, he summons the scientist Yubagir, and they create an, a new AI, a perfectly new AI, one of their first uh, new inventions, which is more or less just a, a Siri speaker system that you can carry around and talk to, and it's great! Yep. It's like the the new AI they invented is someone who can who doesn't need to be played by an actor, so it can be really close to people in scenes. Mm-hmm. Convenient that. Yeah. Uh, and you know the. And, <laughs> uh, let's well, just let's just go with this AI uh, storyline. So the the new AI uh, talking with Fua and giving him just really solid advice. You know, just letting him work through his issues, letting him be himself and just process everything and you know gets to the point where the ai is asking what do you want to do you're not going to be happy until you see your family so i'm not telling you to go talk to them uh, but maybe just you know poke your head in the neighborhood and see what they're like and see who they are yeah and and fua does and you know it's just a simple apartment with fua written on the side and he sees his dad come out, he's washing his car, his mom, you know, comes out chatting with his dad, his his little brother is up on the top, they have like some minor squabbles, and th- there's a moment where, uh, oh, let me, let me pull up the exact thing. Yeah, I'm interested in your translation, because my translation wasn't good. Oh crap, I think I missed the, dang it, alright, I'm gonna look up the exact moment of the episode, because I missed it, hold on. <laughs> Whatever, we're going a little out of order here. So yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I don't care. Oh, okay, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, it's just kind of a nothing argument where the little brother says, Hey, Bob, don't lay out my futon without uh, telling me, you know, I just want to have a whole deal. And the dad's like, hey, stop picking on your mom for helping you out. You know, uh, be, be nicer or I'll lay you out like a futon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a dad joke. It's a dumb Stupid dad joke, but everyone laughs, and then Fua laughs, like Fua, you know, hiding behind a tree watching this whole thing. He laughs, and it's like, oh, 
That's why you like bad puns, because your dad just dropped dad jokes on you. Yeah, like, that's, that's, it's a great moment. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It so really Fua, does, like, yeah, it's, it shows a little bit about Fu, it shows a little bit about his family, and you really connect with the character in that moment. Yeah. Uh, but other things are also going on, because, so at the, at the evil base, Metsubo Jinrai, uh, they're all standing around. The evil CGI blob says, "Hey, Hirobi, do you know how we're gonna kill all the humans?" And Hirobi says, "I I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a strong plan at this point." Mm-hmm. So the arc freaks out and kind of barrels into him very violently. Like Naki actually gets smashed to the side and badly damaged in the scene. Like Ikazuchi has to spend a while fixing her up. Yeah, if uh, you need a little bit of proof that the Ark is an utter bastard that doesn't even care about human gears, like, hey, these are its four followers, and it has just almost killed two of them. Yeah. So, it it dashes over, it possesses Hirobi, like he develops a whole new belt thing. Mm-hmm. That, uh, apparently by the logic of the show, is literally just the Ark. It has downloaded all its data into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And this is the moment... That Hirobi and Jin have, oh, not that that Jin and Yua have been waiting for. Yeah, because the Ark has now manifested. It turns out that their secret plan, and we get a little bit of flashback, uh, was that both of them want to destroy the Ark to free Human Gears and to free the world of the evil influence. Like uh, Zaya was hoping to control the Ark, uh, so this will also screw over Zaya's plans, as bad and ill thought out as they are. Yeah. So. They say, all right, here's what we've been waiting for. They both transform. But unfortunately, this is like the final boss. And as good as their plan was, they kind of weren't prepared for just this massive jump in uh, in power. Yeah, Jin and Yua, they're throwing their best at it. Like, uh, it, it's a team up. And I love seeing this team up, especially because we don't see enough Yua fighting. But they're just going against this boss and he's no selling left and right. No selling left and right. I just... He's swatting them down like nothing. Yeah. And he's also, like, he shoots laser out of his belt and uh, 3D prints new weapons in midair, which is a fun extension of the stuff they've been doing. Like, he he has similar technology that they've all been using. Uh, So they, uh, Yua is pretty badly injured. Uh, there's a point in the fight where we see that the Ark is, uh, like, reaching into her brain and, you know, attacking the chip, so to try and get at her that way. And uh, she was able to resist it with uh, with Jack, but with the Ark, it was definitely winning and getting to her. Uh, yeah, Jin is real sad about this. He's he's going to make sure that we finish it. Skipping because we're going kind of out of order. Oh, so... Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Jack, the the big old jerk, it turns out that he is planning to, like, tomorrow, offer the Raid Riser, the transformation belt, freely on the market. So, everybody gets the superpower device. Everybody. Yes, uh, the VP uh, is giving a commercial, which is being shown on blimps all around the city, uh, that the Raid Riser belts are encouraged for everyone to buy as the Zyaspec security feature has not been 100% patched, which means that some people are still randomly, occasionally, while wearing Zaspects, going completely berserk and trying to kill everyone around them. Which, of course, begs the fucking question, why are people still wearing Zaspects? 
Hello. So our, our Amazon lockers have started firing out razor-sharp discs at people. So obviously the solution is that we're selling Amazon-branded body armor that will block most of the razor discs. Now, some of you may be saying, why don't we shut down the Amazon lockers? Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> why would we shut down the lockers? You need the lockers. Imagine your life without the lockers. Ignore the fact that I just shut down the post office, by the way. <laughs> like, I mean, healthcare people in this episode are seen wearing specs, and, spoiler alert, later they start going berserk. But, to be fair, the health the healthcare industry just lost most of its workers because they were all human gears and he shut them down unilaterally. So maybe they kind of just have to use them or else people would die. But now people are dying anyways. Harry. And, and, and we're... We're going out of our way to not draw specific analogs to current events. <laughs> uh, the enemy, Harry, the true villain of the show, where we weren't sure who it was a few minutes ago. It's capitalism again, isn't it? It's it's always capitalism. God fucking damn it, capitalism. <sighs> if only capitalism would put itself in a belt that we could kick and destroy. <laughs> uh... So, uh, yeah. Were you trying to stop me mid there? Like, I was kind of on a tear. No. Okay, I thought I heard you saying Harry in, like, a voice of, like, hey. Uh, anyway. So, uh, the, the vice president guy, he calls Arato and says, like, hey, I'm not super happy with us going to arms manufacturing. Like, this isn't exactly what I planned. And Arato says, well, do something about it. And the vice president says, eh, I, I don't want to lose my job. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, Aruto, he has to give the VP, like, a speech over the phone, you know, like, hey, this is not what this company stands for. You stayed there to protect this company, so you need to do that. You need to remember the dream. You need to remember what we all stood for. So everybody learns that you is in the hospital, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, Fua, Aruto, and Izu, they go over to meet her. They find out that the Ark is now, you know, fully formed and walking around and punching people. Yep, it's bad times, and Yua's feeling like, uh, Yua got beat to shit in the previous fight, she's also just feeling bad, uh, because of everything she did to Fua, and so she's just kind of having to live in that space of like, god damn it, I betrayed you again and again and again, I couldn't stop myself. Like, and she was kind of trying to do this as a thing, to save the world and, you know, screw over Zaya and maybe make up for what she's done, but it kind of backfired in her face, and now the villain is free, and She's just feeling bad. So mm -hmm. Fua says, hey, I, I got this hockey puck that gives reasonably good advice. Just try it out. <laughs> the Siri microphone of just being a really great sounding board. MVP, like, MVP the, of the series right there. The heroes maybe aren't the best at proactively dealing with like the evil robot AI, but they're doing pretty good at each other's like emotional states. Surprisingly good on mental health this series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, after that, um, is this the episode where the Metsubo people, this is a problem with doing like three episodes of Zero One, they all kind of blend a little bit. Is this the episode? Well, no, no, it's just, they go to the bridge now. Oh, They, they okay. take it to the bridge. The bridge of fighting. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a different one than usual. This one is more out of the woods, which I assume is easier to fill bats, like the... The usual Toku bridges are in cities, so they would have to lock down Mariers, but this is just a big old bridge over some trees. Mm -hmm. And still, they get, you know, nice climactic shots and a drone zooming around, so I, you know, th this is a good bridge. 
Yes. So it is Fua and Aruto uh, versus End Boss uh, Arc. What? Yeah, Arc Zero. Arc Zero. I think this is, yeah, is his name. So they they both transform into you know Metal Cluster Hopper and uh, Gatling Wolf, mm-hmm. and they're actually doing pretty well in beating him. Yeah. Uh, but then after they uh, land some finishers on him, turns out that it was it was Jin uh, who was inside there, not Hirobi, like they had been told back in the hospital. And Jin is acting a little weird. And then a dark cloud jumps from uh, Jin to go attack Fua with his chip in his brain. And he's yeah. just kind of rolling around a little bit. Uh, then finally, Hirobi does show up on the far end of the bridge and say, hey, you can never stop me. I can be anywhere I want to. And the yeah, the cloud flies back to Hirobi and he transforms back into Arc Zero. Yep. And it turns out that the reason that they won before was because Jid was inside and resisting him a lot. Mm-hmm. But Hirobi, however much he's maybe turning to away from villainy, he's still not fighting the arc. So Hirobi's never worse. really held back. And he's certainly not now. And uh, yeah, it's bad times to be a hero. He, he prints the big arrow thing and lands a big shot as the episode ends. And, you know, the, the fight is still going at the start of the next one. Mm-hmm. I do love these, like, uh, fights that are split in half. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, Arc Zero is just curb-stopping everyone. Like, he hits Zero One, he detransforms Zero One, and he's, like, he's not pulling as much as he's going for kill shots when people are detransformed. Like, Izu tries to intervene at this point, and he fires uh, a oh, shot. Oh, I love this. What? Like, so he 3D prints one of the pistol things in midair, and then he does figure guns in the background to fire the pistol. It's full-on revolver onslaught in MGS4. <laughs> and we get an awesome slow-mo shot of this bullet flying straight at uh, Izu's head. And then Jin for the save. Uh, from, like, downtown, he just sprints across the bridge super fast and just barrels her over to the side right before she gets shot. Yeah. And he has to turn to Aruto and says, This guy has evolved beyond humanity's ability to deal with him. So just just run away at this point. I will try to fight him. Yeah, so Fua, Izu, and Aruto uh, get away with Jin covering them. Uh, But then as Jin uh, is trying to resist, uh, the Ark just jumps right back inside him. So Aruto, Fua, and Izu, they head back to uh, Hidden Manufacturing. And Aruto is kind of having a moment because he's put a lot of faith in Huba Gears over the series. You know, he's done everything he can, but he... He's got to admit, this one is kind of real shitty and might kill everyone. And it's a little sad that, you know, he's got to deal with this. Yeah, this is the uh, Dark Knight of Soul Searching that you see in every series, you know, before the final uh, before the final end. Like, this is their low point where he's just questioning everything, not sure if he can go on. And I, I kind of, you feel, I'm feeling at this point, the lost weeks, like the... Yeah, like, it, it's... It should have been built up more. Like, as it is, Arc Zero showed up and beat them in one fist fight. That shouldn't be enough to shake Arto's entire thing. Like, if Arc Zero had showed up and had been, like, you know, mass attacking people and, like, or even doing some kind of subtler thing where they'd been trying longer and trying to fight it more, and now he was shaken, that'd be that'd be something. But it just showed up. He's like, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we're feeling the lost time. Like, we... We see the necessity of this arc, and it it's okay, it's okay, it's just gonna be a little bit rough because of the lost time. 
Uh, but they, but I mean, there's some, there's some things that uh, we're really happy to see them getting to earlier, like back at Mitsubo Jinrai base, the belt, which it seems like it's, it tries to be on Jin as much as possible, just so it can, you know, even if it's weaker there, mm-hmm. it can also mind control him and keep, keep him from fighting them. Yeah, it, it stays on Jin. It seems like the arc is going to stay on Jin at all times because Jin doesn't want to be controlled and everyone else is cool to be there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cool, it prints out a a new belt and a Japanese wolf key mm-hmm. for Naki. Yes. We get a, a, a rider for Naki. Mm-hmm. So all the Metsubo people have their own uh, belts at this point. And also all four of them are being sent on missions. So uh, Naki and uh, and the Thunder guy, they're being sent after Zaya to go and do something there. Uh, Yua at this moment is talking about Zaya to the little... Uh, like therapy hockey puck I and saying I I tried everything I could you know I I was trying to stop the arc but I failed and when I was a member of Zaya for so long I did so much harm but but the hockey puck says hey, you can't just keep beating yourself up you know mm-hmm. yeah and she's feeling a little bit better after all this but she does have a lot of stuff to work through uh, most of which revolves around Jack Speaking of Jack, he is up at his penthouse talking with the VPs about how on the day the Raid Risers go on sale, he wants to let the Zaya Specs go berserk intentionally to boost the Raid Risers sales writ large. Yeah, we'll purposely corrupt all Zaya Specs in use. And the Vice President is like, what? (laughs) Purposely? Like, not only is that evil, it will lead to the deaths of, you know... Hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of people across Japan. It's also just an awful fucking... People will eventually stop buying your product if putting something on your head makes you kill your family. Yeah, like... Like, if my... If my Hyundai... Like, if someday every Hyundai on the road that was driving at that specific moment just decided to veer into the car next to it, you know what? I'd sell my fucking car. And I like my Hyundai. No, you know, this is this is a better example. You remember the Galaxy phone, the one that exploded? Yeah. Yeah, so he's trying to sell more, like, cases that protect you from the explosion, and to drive these sales up, one day he's going to explode every Galaxy 6 phone. <laughs> Uh, tech companies. Then everyone will have to buy the cases. Uh, this is what's wrong with monopolies. Uh, but yeah, the VPs, the VPs are definitely not down with this. Like they don't agree to it at all. They are voicing all the opposition. Uh, Jack just kind of brushes it off and leaves the office. And so, so the VP just power walks to Arto's base and says, "Hey, I'm switching sides. The other, the other guy's an idiot jerk." Well, we get to that in a second. The first thing that immediately happens is Jack is in the parking garage of fighting, <laughs> walking out the door that, Harry, what's like the percentage where someone walks through that door, they're immediately in a fight in this universe? All right. To be fair, probably a lot of times off camera, he has to go to the garage again to his car. But every time we look at the garage, we see, oh, we could know, oh, someone's going to be around that corner and fight him. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time it is Naki. And he, you know, makes fun of Naki a little bit uh, for coming back to uh, the place where she was assassinated before. And then she transforms into a wolf and uh, 
then the thunder guy jumps from behind and they slash all of Jack's clothes off. Now, Naki does this on a, on her own or their own actually. Uh, it's, I mean, I keep forgetting about the pronoun thing. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's well, it's ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So Japanese wolf form, it's pretty cool. It's kind of the the cobbled together suit type, and uh, it's like silvery, and its thing appears to be super speed. Yay, good old speedsters means that she and you are going to have a throwdown in a couple eps. No, that'd be cool. Uh, although uh, that would also suck because that would mean that I I really like both those characters. Like I I don't. This may be weird. <laughs> I'll be okay with Metsubo and Rai winning because they're all just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like most of the humans in the show suck to one degree or another. Maybe just Metsubo and Rai, and then you in the in the corner giving them a thumbs up. Anyway, so they they clown on guy. And, like, did they slash his clothes apart and say, hey, the Ark says hi, it's alive, and, you know, you tortured it at its birth, so. Uh, so they kind of challenge him to a fight. They uh, tell him where they're going to be. And as uh, Jack is assembling his army, like his literal army, uh, to go out and be there, uh, the vice president, uh, the director of technology, and the now-revived uh, secretary of theirs... Uh, they go and raid uh, his office and download all the incriminating evidence <laughs> for everything that he's done because they're turned whistleblower. So after about 30 seconds, Shesta says, all right, I have found 1,843 applicable crimes that he has committed. <laughs> and the internet has translated the big screen uh, folders that she found. Oh, really? Uh, any highlights? Yep. Uh, illegal auction bidding. Sexual harassment, moral <laughs> harassment, tax evasion, using company expenses for private leisure, such as beauty salon, haircut, and hot spring, faking reasons for absence, illicit sale, plagiarizing technologies, age spoofing, fake bank account, age spoofing? buying need. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Uh, buying needless amount of expensive tea. <laughs> so. He's just spending company funds on, like, the best tea ever, and then drinking it while not letting people know that he's in his mid-40s. Uh, good times. Good times. Fuck this guy. But yeah, um, so the uh, the secretary and the director of uh, manufacturing, they're there overseeing that. Uh, back at the Haida manufacturing base, Aruto and the vice president, they're having a heart-to-heart. Because Aruto is still really down. And this is the most doubt that the vice president has ever seen him. So the tables done get turned here, and it's time for the VP to give an inspirational speech to Aruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, hey, the the grandfather, your, your grandfather invented human gears. Your father was a human gear. And like you, I've never seen anybody love human gears more than you do. Yes, if you won't believe like, in he- human gears, who will? Like, you taught me about their potential. You taught me about the future they make possible. You know, you gotta do this. And it works! It's a really genuinely heartwarming scene where this guy who's been kind of like a minor antagonist the entire series, you know, Aruto, through hard work, through grit, through determination, has won him over. And now this guy is in the corner for Aruto and for Hayden Intelligence's right path to the future. So, the climax of this episode, 
is Guy with a huge big uh, army of soldiers, most of which are CGI kind of pasted in because they can't actually gather up, you know, that, and that's fair, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, them facing down against Metsubo Jinrai. And uh, the first move that the Ark does is to send out a dark cloud and kill everyone who is not transformed instantly. They just kind of fall down. Like, they might not be dead, but... Or, I mean, the other alternative is they're probably locked in a mental hellscape, constantly getting the worst crimes of humanity played into their brains. You know? Like, that that's the Ark's move to people who can't resist it. Uh, but yeah, we get to see all four members of Metsubo finally throw down together, and... Oh, this looks good. It feels good. Like, this is the villain team together. The band is back on the road, and they're doing what they want to do. Yep, they're fighting the hard boys, who... They're literally no-selling their assault rifle shots to the chest. Like, it's... it's It gets real bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they do, like, support moves for each other. Like, uh, when... Uh, so, Jack, he keeps trying to steal their powers. Like, he gets a new freezing power from Naki and freezes a couple in place. But then from downtown, Hiromi just launches a stinger between them and hits Jack. It, it, they're, they're just clowning on him. Yeah. They, they destroy, uh, they destroy uh, Jack. And as he's on his ground uh, in his like burnt white jacket that we all know and love, he finally shouts a lie that we all knew he was going to shout. I am 1000% not beaten. And man, I thought he was going to die. God, I wanted him to die right here. And uh, the Ark says to him, a tool shouldn't think for itself. And that shows the whole deal we're going for. And what's makes me very curious about a thing they're trying later, maybe. But anyway, he is spouting Jack's lines back to him because he's learned from Jack. He's just, he's just Jack, but a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Zero One does show up. And uh, intercept, like, the killing blow for uh, Arc Zero against Jack. Well, not really. He just he just sees Jack, like, wandering off. Like, Arto doesn't save him. He probably would, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with the fight uh, with uh, Arto versus Arc Zero, he, he's actually doing better, at least at first. Like, he's holding his own, he's landing solid hits, and enough that Jin kind of starts to break a little bit free... From the mental control of the Ark. Yeah, they're, like, Arto's, like, nanomachine swarms of the air is fighting against the Ark's whatever clouds of screaming darkness <laughs> as they sword fight on the ground. So, yeah. the Ark does, like, after after Jin breaks uh, free and, you know, shouts a little bit, the Ark, he lands some telekinesis hits on uh, Zero One, and the fight is over. And he walks up and readies a killing blow but then kind of hesitates and walks away. Mm -hmm. Maybe because Jin is still in there and fighting. I'm assuming so. I'm assuming so. And so as the episode ends, uh, Aruto is on the ground, uh, broken and beaten once more. Uh, Everyone wearing Zaya specs has gone berserk. After a certain point, it's... (sighs) They should know better by this point. Like, I should feel so bad about the people dying wearing Zaya specs. But... No, yeah, I mean, if this were a real life situation at this point, I would, I would still say, you know, every death, every injury is a strategy or a, a tragedy. Sorry, let me let me try that again. Sorry, I'm thinking about enchiladas again. There may be one more I can eat after we finish this. <laughs> every death is a tragedy. You know, I don't want to see them get hurt or injured, but man, they kind of they kind of brought this on themselves at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And speaking of running on themselves, Jack, bandaged up like in a cast and like a cane, wanders into his office to find his subordinate saying, we're going to call a board meeting and try to get you kicked out. Mm -hmm. And also arrested, right? Like, I mean, they're they're talking about straight up crimes that they're going to be charging him with, like in the middle of a board meeting. I don't know, man. He's rich. Yeah, I know that rich people don't go to jail. I'm still hoping that he dies. Like, wouldn't it have been great if he had died? Well, the all right. So here's the. Did you watch the next episode preview? No. All right. So I'm not sure how this is gonna go, but apparently the next episode is him trying to do a face turn. Well, here's the thing. If he just so if they actually go for it, that would fucking suck. Mm-hmm. But if he like just tries to join the hero side, but they slap him down and be like, "No, you suck." Would that be great? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't. Like it, if he has a happy ending in this series, then this series rating falls dramatically. But it. I mean, sure. Like, I have a little bit of trust with this series left, so you know what? Fine. Do what you need to do. And again, I, you know what? We're, we're gonna have to cover X at some point because. They did a somewhat similar thing in X-Aid, but that was actually the most brilliant thing they did. But that was a very different situation. They can't do that here. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen X-Aid. Well, I've seen like the first 10 episodes of... I I don't know how much of X-Aid I've actually seen. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a ways away because I would like to do some different type of stuff for our coverage in between. But it is something we're going to have to see and compare with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, We'll do a side-by-side at some point in the future, but Harry, until then, uh, it's time for a close of another episode, and what should everyone keep doing until we come back next week with more Zero One and RPM, unless we decide to change formats between now and then? They should keep dancing. Yes, just keep dancing. (laughs) 